Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. Ah, you're killing me, Smalls. You're in big trouble, though, pal. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces of shit for breakfast? No. Chasing a stupid dream causes nothing but you and everyone around you heartache. Ever since I was a kid, I wanted to go to school here. And ever since I was a kid, everybody said it couldn't be done. I always listened to them and believed what they said. I don't want to do that anymore. Hey, shit! Not supposed to be here. Not everyone is meant to go to college. I need your help. Why should I help? I just want to be a part of this university. The nuts. Yeah, a lot of people have been telling me that lately. Sometimes a winner is a dreamer who just won't quit. your heart in some of my players' bodies. You're five feet nothing. A hundred and nothing. And you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. A true story from the creators of Hoosiers. You ready, champ? I'm ready for this my whole life. All right, we are going to do our uh, movie breakdown, we thought, with the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes, Notre Dame fighting Irish. This would be a good time uh, to do our latest movie breakdown. We're going to do the movie Rudy. It is a 1993 uh, movie has uh, a pretty solid rating uh, on IMDb. And basically the the breakdown is Rudy has always been told that he was too small to play college football, but he is determined to overcome the odds and fulfill his dream of playing for Notre Dame. So that's that, that's the IMDb's, IMDb synopsis. So uh, Edgar, you're the big Notre Dame fan here and you got your whole setup there. So <laughs> Tell us about uh, what this movie means to you as a Notre Dame fan. Well, as I mean, you guys both know I've been a Notre Dame fan for my whole life. Um, and back in seventh grade, I decided to wear a Notre Dame football jersey for uh, football practice and got the nickname Rudy. <laughs> and that big right. through uh, middle school and all through high school. Love it. I love it. Um, so what what did you know about actually like this this guy, Rudy Rudiger, before the movie came out? Did you know anything about it or did you know of it after the movie? Nothing. I knew okay. nothing until, until the movie came out. 
Greg, how about you? What's your what's your overall like thoughts on this movie? Um, just from like a when it came out perspective, first. Yeah. Time. So I was trying to think back at this. So I saw it in the theater. Um, mm-hmm. Probably had to had to have been like Cinema South back in the day in Boardman. Yeah. That was the only theater there was. Um, it's and I'm n- like ninety nine percent sure. I know I cried in when I watched it, and I think it was the first movie they made me cry actually. Cause it was like 11 years old. And, um, and you know, I'm a, as you are, I'm a, I'm a lifelong Buckeye fan. I, I've never really been a Notre Dame fan. Um, I've always, I've never disliked Notre Dame and I've always had maybe like a small little emotional attachment to Notre Dame. And I really think it, it like dates back to this movie and we'll talk about it, but I think it's just the way that it incorporates the the Notre Dame campus and the the Notre Dame experience and some of the traditions sort of like brings you in and makes you kind of like fall for the university even if you don't really have an attachment to it yeah yeah no doubt all all three of us uh are are from Youngstown Boardman Ohio and uh Youngstown is you know basically I don't want to say a 50-50 split but uh I would say more like 75 percent Ohio State a lot of those people are Youngstown State fans but it's a major um, Catholic Irish area um, Italian area uh, and a lot of people here are Notre Dame fans and I think that kind of uh, goes along with with uh, for us at least being in the Midwest not too far from Notre Dame kind of goes along with uh, you know this movie and why it has some meaning to us so Edgar, how about you? I, I mean, you're you're a crier. You're, you know, I'm not. Let's not lie. You 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 cried. You cried I'll, sometimes. I'll admit it. I even cried uh, about an hour ago when I was watching some of the clips from the movie. Yeah. <laughs> just uh, just the uh, the orchestra in the movie is it gives you goosebumps. Mm-hmm. It's a very well told story. Yeah. 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 Um, so we'll get it we'll get into a little bit of like the plot and and all that stuff so but let's just do this like let's start with this what is what's your favorite aspect of this movie greg kind of said you know the the campus and incorporating it all with college football edgar what's your favorite part of this movie just the rich tradition notre dame has um being a a diehard Notre Dame fan and and getting to see behind the scenes what goes on in in the in in Notre Dame football, what the coaches go through, what the players go through. Uh, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing movie. It does a good job at that too. It really does. Like it, you know, even just bringing in the locker room. Yeah, Every, everything is nothing was done on a, like a sound stage, right? It's all, it's all on site and you got to get that. Even the office, I don't, I don't know if the offices were like really the offices, but they feel like it. It just all feels like it was done, you know, right on campus. I don't know about the offices, but definitely the locker room itself. Back back then, I mean, I know it doesn't look like that now, but back in 93, that's, that's what it looked like. Yeah, and this was this was, I believe, the first movie Notre Dame allowed on campus to be actually filmed uh, since like 
the Newt Rockney movie or, or, or something like that. So uh, it, it was well, well before that. All right. So let's let's first start with with the cast. So you got Sean Astin. Um, you got <laughs> I don't know why he's listed the second on the second billing, but John Favreau. Um, <laughs> this was, I believe, his first movie. Um, especially when you got guys like Ned Beatty, Charles S. Dutton is an absolute legend. Um, and you, you got a, you got a young Vince Vaughn in this movie. You got a, you got a bunch uh, of, uh, pretty big names in a pretty solid cast. So, yeah. uh, so Greg, you're, you're kind of like the historian with like movies and stuff like that more so than I am. Um, who stands out to you in this movie from a cast perspective? Um, well, I, yeah, there's so much, there's so much to unpack here, but like, I think you, you, you definitely named a lot of the big names also throw in Robert Prosky, um, who's the, who's father Kavanaugh, who mm. has been around in a lot of different sports movies. And he was in the natural, I think he was in Mrs. Doubtfire also like a very prominent stage actor. Um, you kind of called it like, like, like watching it again. And I, and I literally just watched this three hours ago for the hundredth and 110th time, probably in my life, but you always watch it from a different lens. We always talk about as you watch it from a different lens when you know, you're going to have to get start, you know, you sit and talk about it. Charles S. Dutton, like fortune, like he, he steals every scene that he's in. Um, and for me is the best character in this movie and the most important character in this movie too, Rudy. Um, and just, and, and, and Ned Beatty's like really good. He's a great, you could tell he's like a great actor. He may not be the, 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 the father of the year. Um, but still, like it's still like he, 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 I think he encapsulates like a Midwest kind of Midwest blue collar dad, uh, really well. And we can, and I'm sure we'll unpack Sean Aston a lot later. Like I, 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 I especially watch this to kind of like, you know, to, to, to really focus on is, is he really doing a, like a good, is he really good in this movie? Um, and I, I think he is, like, I think he does, he does a great job at playing a character that is basically desperate at almost all times, mm-hmm. always sort of like, out kicking his coverage in life right every scene that he's in he's with somebody that is either real or perceived like above him he's trying to get somewhere and like i just don't think there are a lot of actors that could really pull that kind of desperation off that he does so i i kind of walked away saying he did a pretty great job it's a well-casted movie it's a well-written movie too there's so many great lines that we'll go through so and uh, the, I believe it was the same same guys, uh, guy or guys that did uh, the movie Hoosiers too, which another Indiana movie, um, you know, based movie. So um, one one guy I want to touch on, and you guys can, Edgar, I'm going to let you go next on any cast members, but uh, the one guy that stands out um, outside of obviously the main characters as kind of a secondary character to me has to be. Dan Devine's character played by Chelsea Ross, who is uh, old Eddie Harris. Um, he was also in Hoosiers. He, he's kind of a legendary uh, sports movie actor there, too. So um, so pretty cool. Pretty cool. I, I will say this, um, and, I'm, and I'm sure we'll, we'll go through it as we talk about the movie. 
but there are characters in the movie that are portrayed in the movie but aren't portrayed like that in real life yeah. or actually don't exist in real life is that right yeah correct yeah because i i believe just doing a little research like rudy was actually the oldest brother in real life yeah uh, from what i understand so the <laughs> we're gonna get into the older brother believe me in, <laughs> in this but I, uh, so as you see i have i have the book here yeah and that's, this is rudy's life story okay I, I went and saw him two years ago and actually signed the book also but just going over the chapters and just mm -hmm. like proofreading it that's where i got where like so a lot of the characters aren't as they seem in the movie sure they act a lot different and and obviously you know most biopics most historical most most movies uh you know most people weren't there for the conversation so there's going to be a lot of ad-libbing there's going to be a lot of uh drama played out for us for the audience um to make it a little bit more dramatic Rudiger had to sign off on but no yeah, yeah. yeah. i heard him say something like 92 percent of the movie is act is actually actually accurate I don't know if 92% is correct, but you know, <laughs> we're, we're going on enjoyment of the movie and stuff like that. So we'll worry about that later. That's actually in the book at the end of the, at the end of the book, it's when they talk about filming the movie. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so let, let's just, let's get into it. So Edgar, again, you're the, uh, you're the Notre Dame fan here what is your favorite scene in this movie wow you gotta pick one gotta pick one yeah and i'm and i actually just watched this clip and it's it's fortune telling rudy to get back to practice after he quits and to make him realize that he has doesn't have to prove anything anything to anybody except to himself okay let's let's say it in his voice come on <laughs> i quit nothing a hundred and nothing and you got a speck of athletic ability and you just hung with the best college football program for the last two years yeah that's good so enough good. So good. That's good enough. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll play we'll play the Charles uh, uh we'll play the Dutton version in a little bit here. Um but Greg, how about you? Like I mean, like you said, Charles he he steals the show. I forgot his name was even Fortune. I don't even remember that being mentioned, but um but what's your favorite scene from this movie? Yeah, so I as an aside, from the moment of tryouts to the end of the movie is like a 40 minute straight like mm -hmm. if if that's on and 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 i'm like we're gonna go to dinner or something that's like where you say all right we're leaving in 40 minutes mm -hmm. no but if you have to pick one god the fortune part seems so good but the final the, just the whole final game from the locker room I, I'm, I'm gonna cheat and call that a scene from the locker room all the way to um the end including like his, his dad showing his parents showing up it, it, it's i mean that's just like 
chills. I mean, it, you know, usually you're lucky for a great movie. You're lucky. Maybe there's one or two, like I think Bill Simmons calls them like chill scenes where, you, you know, you get chills that this movie probably has 10 and that mm-hmm. section of the movie probably has six or seven of them. And it's just, it's amazing. And it's pretty like, it's tight. It's not, it's like yeah. 10, 10, 15 minutes max. And it's, phenomenal it is phenomenal i watched it again i cried again it's like it never fails yeah yeah no no i'll give one more one more uh quote to that so as you said greg the last 40 minutes of that movie from what you mentioned to the end i'm gonna say prior to that the bus the bus station scene with that is his dad Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. down to, gets down to he gets down to earth, and but Rudy just tells him like it is. Yeah, he doesn't want to grow up to be like that. Yeah, that's yeah. a great that's a that's a great Ned Beatty scene. But really, yeah. a great Ned Beatty scene. I mean, yeah. nothing wrong yeah. with Tina Rudiger. He <laughs> <laughs> can have a damn nice life. Make <laughs> a damn good living. Oh, so, so good. Your name's for rich kids, for smart kids. <laughs> <laughs> he does this thing too, where he's like talking about the his grandpa at the farm, and he like doesn't like he like he he's like eh, eh, eh. he like does something like he doesn't even like say it say anything, but it's like really good. Like, eh, eh. Um, it's just really yeah, it is. I have a few nitpicks on that scene too, but we'll get into that later. Oh, yeah, we're definitely <laughs> we're definitely gonna get into nitpicks. <laughs> There, there will not, not that will not uh, be overlooked <laughs> here. Um, I, I just got to throw out my favorite scene though is also, I, I love the whole like music like builds up to like a crescendo. You know, it, that's the parts that gives me chills. But when he goes in, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, whether it's true or not, or whether it actually happened. But in the movie, when it builds up, and then he finally sacks. Uh, the Georgia Tech quarterback there at the end and like the parents go nuts like the crowd goes nuts that was filmed at a real like halftime I believe of a real Notre Dame game Um, and then like when Dutton just gives that like that fist pump like that to me is the best scene in in the entire movie I can't can't argue with that yep all right so let's uh let, let's go on to uh, our next category here. So there's a lot of these ones too. So uh, Greg, let's start with you on this one. Favorite quote from the movie. Yeah. And that was like kind of what I was getting at earlier. Because a lot of these, like a lot of sports movies and movies in general, like have just these really cheesy kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, cliche type quotes and I was actually, I was expecting, I, I don't know, again, I watch this old movie all the time, but I was expecting there to be a lot of those, but then I'm like, oh my God, there's actually a lot of really like well-written stuff in this movie. And there's not a lot of cheesy things. Maybe I've been ready for this my whole life is maybe the one cheesy, like cliche type quote. Um, so, I, I mean, the, I, I think we could probably agree that the fortune speech to get Rudy back to practice is probably probably the best quote in the movie so we'll, I, I have a few other ones i'll leave some for edgar um the other kind of like 
monologue that's I think just phenomenal is the tryout speech mm. um, that that the assistant coach gives. Like that, like really, it's like legit. I, I feel like that is like if you went to like Georgia football like walk-on tryouts this year, I bet there was some assistant coach that gave like a very close version of that speech. Like it actually, like if you're watching it yeah. and really trying to understand like, what is it? To, okay. What do you have to do to walk on to a school like Notre Dame? And they explain like the, you know, the amount of scholarship athletes they have, the amount of people they can dress and all this stuff in the way that that speech builds. It's absolutely tremendous. Um, and then the other one that stuck out to me, and there's more again, I'll, I'll, I'll give Edgar a lot of these is the, uh, the father Kavanaugh and 35 years of religious study. I've come up with only two hard incontrovertible facts. There is a God and I'm not him. I don't know why I love that quote. <laughs> I think we have some history with that quote too, but it's a great quote. Um, and it actually made a lot of sense at the time in the movie when Rudy was kind of asking like, what do I need to do? How do I, am I going to make it? Have I done enough? So um, plenty more. I'll give Edgar a few, give Edgar the floor and a few more. Yeah. I mean, Go for it. <laughs> Halloween is scary, but not as scary as no heat in the winter. Call Mighty Mike today, not tomorrow, for fall maintenance service. 330-207-7070. Or visit MightyMikeHVAC.com. All right, you guys are going to get a kick out of this because we, we make jokes of this all the time. Throw them out, Marianne. <laughs> That's also a great one. <laughs> I like I like where he's like, what are you going to do? Put it by ear. Bed and give it a kiss every night. <laughs> you go to sleep. <laughs> oh, man. And that kind of leads up to, uh, that kind of leads up to them getting thrown out. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. That's good stuff. Other one. At halftime, can we watch some of the Purdue Penn, Purdue Penn State game? I think it's Purdue, Indiana. Uh, all right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, you're only watching this house. <laughs> We've used that one a lot too. Um, yeah, that's great. Some really good one-liners there. No uh, doubt. How about, uh, I'm not allowed to say goddamn no more. I like that one too. <laughs> uh, was Was he... Or- or where you gonna have a where are you gonna have a job where you have front side and backside protection? <laughs> yep. <laughs> was that Debop guy like John Favreau's character? Was he a legit character in real life? Or was yeah, his, name, his name was Freddie? There. Okay. Yeah, there is because I think I I read that I don't know what scene it is, but the bar like one of the bartenders in one of the scenes is the actual real. Debob hmm. character. Okay. Whether or not I, I think you might have said his name probably wasn't Debob, but that, that was like I think Fortune was not a real character. He was kind of based on a few different people. And sure. as we'll get into, and thank God, Frank was also not a real character. <laughs> <laughs> the freaking worst. <laughs> He's right up there with Grandpa Joe and Uncle <laughs> Fra- uh, another Frank yeah. from uh, Home Alone. So oh, actually, yeah. his brother's name was Francis. Oh, well, they must have really hated Francis. <laughs> <laughs> the way they did that. Francis in real life was not portrayed that way. Okay. Okay. He wasn't the dick that everyone <laughs> thinks he is. Okay. 
Okay. I got I got one more for you, Ed. No one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. That's a great Chelsea Ross quote. Great Chelsea Ross quote. Great Chelsea Ross speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love like I love a good pregame prayer in a movie too. I don't know, like it just kind of gets you gets you fired up. Coming from somebody who don't think I've been in church in number of years, but I still love a good pre a good uh, pregame prayer. It was that was good. That 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 whole scene's really good. Definitely, that's a tradition. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure all teams have pregame prayers, but they actually have a priest that comes in to yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Edgar, you think uh, Marcus Freeman has uh, a good pregame speech for uh, this coming Saturday? Oh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> if, if you were, uh, if you were given the pregame speech this weekend, uh, you know, Greg and I are, are Buckeye fans. We're just casual observers here, but we do have a like a soft spot for Notre Dame, just not when the two schools play each other. But uh, what 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 do you what do you say into the team this weekend? Well, hell, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull Chelsea Ross right out of the book and say nobody comes into our house and pushes us around. That sounds good. That yeah, sounds good. That's that. Love it. All right, let's go on. Um, let's go on to. <laughs> Let's go on to least favorite characters in this movie. We've talked a lot about, you know, the characters we love and and stuff like that. But let's let's talk about and Edgar, I'm curious you being probably the biggest fan of this movie. I used to watch this movie, I would say for a good 10 years straight before like the first uh football game of the season. I feel like I would watch it like that Thursday or Friday before the kickoff. And that was kind of like a tradition for me. And a lot of times, like I wouldn't watch the whole movie. Like Greg said, I'd watch that last 40 minutes. Just get you like ready for college football season, you know, like going to a school where uh, you know, football was prevalent, whether it was Ohio State or Notre Dame or Michigan or, you know, whatever school it might be, it like still you could apply that to uh kind of like your life rudy's kind of like the underdog the everyman i think the way he's portrayed uh in this movie so um but with that said we've talked about a lot of the likable characters let's talk about some of the unlikable ones so edgar i'm curious though who is your like least favorite character in this movie all right i mean the obvious is frank because of the way he acts and the way he treats Rudy, but I'm not going to go there. Okay. I'm going to go with his girlfriend. Ah. Oh, nice. Even though she plays a small role, she's kind of a bitch. <laughs> I mean, come on, Ari. Right, if you really truly care for this person and like this person, I think you'd want to try to, you know, make him succeed or try you know go along, at least try to go along with it mm-hmm. and basically he he chose his dream over her <laughs> and and hey i mean it is what it is it is what it is and, right. then, and she ends up i don't know if it actually happened in real life but ends up with his brother johnny mm-hmm yeah, and that's and that's actually I was kind of thinking you might go to Johnny too because I was I was 
on the rewatch today, I was like, man, is Johnny worse than Frank? But I, I, I mean, obviously there's equal, equal blame, but if, if, if that situation didn't happen, you wouldn't have like probably one of the five meanest quotes ever said in a movie. <laughs> hey, Johnny boy, why don't you wish your little brother a Merry Christmas? <laughs> so it's like so terrible. I think, I think for like two seconds until Frank says that, I feel like Johnny and or the girlfriend are like the true villains of the movie. And then Frank's like, no, hold my beer. <laughs> Frank, Frank's wearing that hat, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it! I love and it. And an honorable mention for Mary too, like oh, like let him go to the damn game. Like just, just the way she, like the way is she, she is. She the she's is she the, the character that like is in like the student club? That yeah, she's student, like, oh, you're okay. not a Notre Dame student. Well, you can't go. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Those are the rules. You can't go to the game. It's like you can't be in the club. It's like, all right. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. <laughs> uh, I mean. Hard and grow. Yeah, technically probably did what she should, was supposed to do, but just kind of like, kind of like an uppity college girl that just, yeah. Yeah, yeah you, you kind of like almost need one of those characters though <laughs> to move the plot along. Yeah. Um, but you know she's they, they portray like especially females a lot of time as as sometimes like the wet blanket in in movies like that but uh but yeah yeah but, so but she got it she got it handed to uh to her later in the movie when when she was at practice mm-hmm. and it's interesting too and maybe it actually keeps the plot moving too is that he doesn't have any like love interest in yeah you know when he when he gets to Notre Dame mm-hmm. and you maybe think if you hadn't seen it so many times that maybe like Mary would develop into that but it never really did but it's kind of good frankly because sometimes they try to weave like romantic stories like major league yeah where it's just like not a good like you want to be on the field with the team and you're like into this kind of rom-com and it just never seems like again they usually don't write the female character very well it's kind of like not the mm-hmm. not the top part of the movie so it just ends up being like pulling you away from what you really want to see so it's good that kind of keeps it moving that they don't have that in this in this movie yeah yeah no doubt like you know you mentioned major league there I, i'm glad you said that because that's kind of like the worst part of that movie is like and and it's not renee russo's fart she uh, <laughs> fault she doesn't fart it's not renee russo's fault she does uh she does a nice job but um overall you know that is that really needed minus like going you know a few a few good lines in there and stuff like that you want me to take them out back (laughs) i mean not to get off track but it gets worse in the second one oh Oh, yeah 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 Yeah. um but let me let me ask you guys this so in the in the pantheon of of football movies football sports movies where would you rank this one? Uh, to me, it's number one. Greg? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 got its kind of a, it's got its unique corner, uh, definitely. Um, Halloween is scary, but not as scary as no heat in the winter. Call Mighty Mike today, not tomorrow, for fall maintenance service. 330-207-7070. 
or visit MightyMikeHVAC.com. I forget where it was when we, or where it ended up when in the, in the sports movie, like rankings and tournament mm-hmm. that we did. But for me, I, 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 you know, I like it better. I like it more than remember the Titans. I think a lot of people like remember the Titans more. I love varsity blues, but it almost like you, it, those are like you, comparing varsity blues and Rudy, it almost feels like you can't do it. Right. Um. So if, when it comes to like more drama type football movies for me, it's like, I think it's top and I would put it right up there with varsity blues and my favorite football movies. Okay. I I'd have it. I'd have it. Number three, simply because I think those, those other, I think varsity blues and remember the Titans are from start to finish better movies. But I think that if you're just basing it on that, last 30 minutes of the movie i would probably put rudy number one so um that's just my opinion but uh i am sure a lot of people have a lot of different opinions out there on that but i was just curious to see what you guys thought on that so i'll tell you what we're gonna do uh we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back and uh we'll have uh plenty more thoughts on this i think where we're gonna go next is we're gonna go nitpicks so uh We'll, we'll, we'll come back in uh, a few, a little bit here and uh, take a quick break. So, Edgar, think of your nitpicks. Greg, think of your nitpicks. And we're coming right back with that. All right, we're back. Uh, we are going to start with uh, the scene we were talking about. So, I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad to prove to everyone that I worked. What? That I was somebody. Oh, you are so full of crap. You're five feet nothing, a hundred and nothing, and you got hardly a speck of athletic ability. And you hung in with the best college football team in the land for two years. And you're also going to walk out of here with a degree from the University of Notre Dame. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. And after what you've gone through, if you haven't done that by now, it ain't gonna never happen. I, I I just wanted to show that part. I mean that that gives me chills. Like when he says "prove what," and like when he goes on and on and on. Like we don't even get to his backstory yet, but that that's just phenomenal. Like that's just amazing acting right there. Uh, it, he literally. I don't know. I didn't look up uh, Academy Awards or anything like that, but if he didn't win something or get nominated, he should have. So, um, so yeah, that's that. I I had to put that in there. All right, so let's go to nitpicks. Uh, so, Greg, this is kind of your specialty here. So you you start the the first thing. I just want to give my first one because I had no idea about this um, that I was looking at today. So there's like a four-year gap, like from high school, like the movie jumps four years, basically. And Rudy's working at a steel mill, which is very Midwest. I mean, we're from Youngstown. We know about steel mills, Gary, Indiana, all that stuff like up there. That's like Pittsburgh. The, the, these are like the steel capitals of the world. And But Rudy actually, I believe, was in some sort of the military, Navy, Army, whatever for those four years so they they kind of portrayed him as working in the steel mill instead of being in the military so that's my first nitpick so greg you go for it 
Yeah. So I, I guess I have, I have four. Um, and I, and I try to stay away from like the, you know, just like, I don't want to get too nitpicky on any of the football stuff or whatever, but just some like little things that I just thought were like kind of funny and really watching and like, does this make sense? So, so Arab Parsesian resigned as head coach and like, they knew that Dan Devine was the replacement that like he resigned suddenly. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like Dan, like when he's talking to D Bob, he's like, but like, who's the new coach? Oh, Dan Devine from the Green Bay Packers. Like, in what world does does like a coach resign and they like hire a new coach in the same year? So, I mean, I get it. Like, you got to keep the movie going, but I'm sure I tried to look it up. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's a bit of an interview process that happened after (laughs) Aaron left. And did they just steal him from the Packers? Like, I mean, that's a pretty. Edgar, Edgar, do you know what happened there? Well, I I believe there was probably some racial tension with Aaron Parsegian, which is why he resigned. But the whole process with Dan Devine, uh, it it happened prior to Parsegian resigning. So that, I think okay, so that they knew it. They knew it was coming. Oh, okay. And, so I may be wrong. I mean, yeah, I may be wrong. I, I I just thought that was like, there's no way that could have possibly happened. Um, they were actually looking at replacements during that season. Oh well, then in that case, I think that may may be a a, a bad nitpick. So that's interesting to know. Early hot seat there. If, yeah. if they're already doing a coaching search, uh, in season. Um, yeah, my next one is, and, and Ed, Edgar, maybe from reading the book, you get, like, you get a sense of this. So Rudy was scout team, like defensive end. Uh-huh. Is that real? <laughs> like, I, yeah. I just, it, it just seemed, I know, I know during the tryout, he's like, this guy's not playing in my defensive backfield, but I just find it interesting that like, the, probably the best football program in the country as a kid who's like 150 pounds as their scout team defensive end. And he's like, I'm playing defensive lineman for Purdue. You're 134 pounds. <laughs> but I guess if it's, if it's real, it's real. I was just surprising. Cause I just, I never really made the connection that he actually was like scout team D line. But Greg, yeah. can you truly measure heart? <laughs> well, I will say this though, just from reading this book, Dan Devine actually wanted to put him in on offense at the end of the game. Mm. And and Rudy Rudy declined and basically told him, I'm like, I don't play offense, I play defense. Hmm. Wow, I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah and, and and I guess in real life, um, Dan Devine and and Rudy were like pretty tight, but like in the movie he portrayed kind of like this villainous role to again like kind of get the movie like i don't know what the term is like greenlit or a go or something like that um so that was interesting here's my nitpick if since i just read this tonight you read that whole book tonight no i i just there's some parts but uh dan divine the whole jersey thing at the end of the movie with the mm-hmm. players that didn't happen okay um he 
I guess some of the, the senior players went to Dan Devine prior to that to persuade him to put Rudy in. That's just Disney for you. Mm-hmm. Had, had to dramatize it. Which I get, but I mean, come on, this is based on a true story. Yeah. Well, I think the key thing is based on, right? I mean, they're always going to take yeah. liberties. And yeah, they, it, it is. It's it. That, that, just in your point too, on like making Dan Devine kind of that, like another, mm-hmm. I, I guess it just speaks to the fact that if you think about this movie, Rudy had res- like everything, every single thing, the entire movie, he faced constant resistance, even up to the very end of like Devine didn't even want to put him in the game. Um, and I guess that's just a, that's just a movie being a movie, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like pissed off, like, oh, like, <laughs> yeah, like Vince Vaughn yeah, character, yeah. like they're supposed to be in uh, victory <laughs> formation, but they throw a halfback pass. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure the Georgia Tech coaching staff really appreciated that running up. The I score. also, and I didn't put this as a nitpick, but it was like the game was like 10 to three. And then they, they get that pick six and then he's like, play all the seniors. Like in yeah. what world do you do that in like a 17 to three game with like two <laughs> minutes left? Like, um, but again, that's, it's. The, it, I honestly thought Greg, cause I watched the clip earlier tonight when it was 10, three, it was still in the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah. There's some weird time. There's definitely some weird mm-hmm. time stuff. Because there's one point they say there's like 27 seconds left and it's like <laughs> they're running plays and like they ran a play and like before the halfback pass. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I tried to say like to, I because I know there's always going to be like weird stuff like in game. Um, but yeah, I did notice that play the seniors on 17 to three. So this nitpick, I know the first two, I, I feel like I'm over two in nitpicks. This is a good one. This this is one we have. There'll be no argument on this one. D Bob um, leaves for law school to my in Miami spring. He says they said spring semester starting. Which oh by the way, he tells Rudy's his best friend. He's like oh I'm le- oh I'm going to goddamn Miami law school and I'm leaving in six minutes. Like I'm sure he was. I'm sure he like applied and was in for months. That's not the nitpick. The nitpick is six eight months later he comes back in like a limo with champagne and <laughs> like did he pass the bar or like what like, like what like, i mean i get it it's funny but it's like this guy literally this guy's a first year law student he probably shows up in a freaking <laughs> yellow taxi his girlfriend probably is still looks like what she did probably <laughs> when she was in school, and he's probably drinking like a natty light um but funny nonetheless yeah the the uh the law school process and the notre dame coaching hiring process we're, we're just gonna we're just gonna scour over those two things but you know what that's that's better than some movies that would do like 15 minutes like it looked like yeah. cut off to like d bob in miami like going like mm-hmm. through like law you know law school class or whatever calling rudy so i guess if you're if if it's going to keep the movie going, I'm all for it, but it's fun to, um, fun to nitpick. Um, and I, I don't know if you have any more, but I have my, my biggest one is the last one. Here, I, I got one here. So, all right. So your parent, as a, as a kid, you're, you're going to Notre Dame and yet you're mostly your father kind of like, doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no 
shows him shows him his report card. He got all I got all A's and 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 a B. And he like throws it in his face. Like, <laughs> what parent does that? I mean, that's tough. I know, I know yeah. it's junior college, but still, yeah, that's. I mean, that's I. Tough. In real life, I know his father didn't really do that, but in the movie, they portrayed it like that. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm gonna just share one nitpick I have, and Greg, I hope I'm not stealing yours, but oh, that's fine. If you are good, so if he's been on the scout team or whatever for two years, and like, is there like no records of him being on the team? Like, they can't, they don't believe he's actually on the team. Like, there's no photographs. There's no, like, he doesn't have, like, Notre Dame apparel from the from the team. I'm not, we're not talking back to, like, 1930s. This is, like, late 70s uh, we're talking about here. Um, so that, to me, is, like, there's no proof of him being on the, the team. I know, okay, maybe he's not dressing for games or whatever. Now I think the rule is you can take all your scholarship players on the road, but all the home players can dress. At least that's how it is now. Um, but I, I don't know how it was back then. You might maybe have that limit, like they say in the movie, but that's my biggest one. It's yeah. like, he's, well, he's, he's on the team. According to the book, I mean, like in the Parsegian era, they could dress up, they could dress over 100, 100 players. Hmm. But that first the first year of Dan Devine, it was when they... Like uh, they they hamstring the sixty man. <laughs> okay, okay, interesting. That is interesting. interesting. But yeah, you're right. There had to be like a team photo, right? Or yeah, something or a media guide or, yeah. So I mean, That's a really good one. I'll right. just say, in the book, I mean, the parents did go up there for week during weekends. So mm -hmm. it's a, a big. It wasn't a big shock like the movie portrays it. Okay. Oh, there's they're chanting Rudy's name. <laughs> that does yeah, give me chills. First though. time ever, and yeah, I mean, I guess it's plausible it could be their first time ever at an Notre Dame game. I mean, they were of modest means, although I feel like they had pretty good. I mean, his dad kind of seemed like he ran the ran the mill, but mm -hmm. so yeah. So I go back to that for kind of my my biggest nitpick. And and you and Edgar, this is not. This is not a, I hope it is the, the bus stop scene is great. Like it really is good acting like, and, and all that. And, and yeah. And it's like, Hey, you know, Frank's going to be taking over plant two and all that. And you'll be making more money. Like, like all that's valid, except for the fact that his best friend died in that plant like three days ago. So number one, I don't think Rudy gives a shit about working in the steel mill right now. Number two, <laughs> I know it's like 1970 something, but there's got to be some investigators coming in. Like, <laughs> I feel like his dad's like, you know, I'd love to love to come to the bus stop at the OSHA or whatever the hell it is investigators are in <laughs> because somebody literally just died in our plant. Yeah, we, we kind of like, glazed <laughs> over the fact that his best friend died in like this huge accident. <laughs> like take a couple weeks off. And then when you come back, you know, it's like that, that just the whole thing is just like, yeah yeah so i feel like that point i feel like that mill's like shut down for like at least a couple months for an investigation and then mr rudiger probably is suspended without pay or with pay and potentially fired 
Um, but hey, so be it. It was a different time, though. It was a different time. All right. Yeah, those are those are all really good. All right, we're gonna do one more scene here, and I'm gonna kind of we're gonna kind of we've done this before, Greg. I think you, me, and Franklin did this once before a few years back, but we're gonna kind of go over this scene just for it's it's about two minutes, but we're gonna just break it down just a little bit piece by piece. So uh, let's go ahead and we're gonna play this and. Uh, Here's Rudy getting out on the field. My, I just freaking love. Like, isn't the real Rudy in in Wait, one of the yes. scenes? Yes, is that him right there? It yeah. did a scene with his father. Okay, yep. okay. Well, if you see him, point him out. Like, with with, with it. Um, but. I, I just I I love what he's going out there. He's so little. He's, oh, yeah. he's freaking stupid, Frank. I mean, finally, this is like the moment where pause, he was like, pause, he, pause it right there. That right there. That's that's Rudy. Oh, behind him. In the behind him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And he does. He does. He like he turns to him at the end after the sack. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I guess I, I I heard an interview with actually Sean Aston. They had like one chance to do this scene. Yes. <laughs> and th this was at halftime of a uh, '92. Was it Penn State Notre Dame game or Boston College? Oh, or... Boston. It was a night. It was a '93 Boston College game. Oh, okay, okay. I think '92 because the movie came out in '93. So, but semantics we're talking here. So, and by the way. This number 75 here puts Rudy on his ass <laughs> like like 50 times, which is, is, is great. And Greg, I'm sure you'll bring that up here soon. Halloween is scary, but not as scary as no heat in the winter. Call Mighty Mike today, not tomorrow, for fall maintenance service. 330-207-7070. Or visit MightyMikeHVAC.com. What do I do? What do I do? <laughs> love, love these. These assistant coaches are great. That guy's great. That guy's been in a few movies. He's in The Fugitive, too. He's a good, like, Chicago yep. guy. Yep. Wait, so is none of those guys are anybody? No. Okay. It's, in the, it's, it's when they show his parents. Okay. <laughs> There's, like, so you have, like, so you had Frank and kind of his first happy moment, and that was probably Dan Devine's first happy moment. Oh, boy. Now I'm about to cry. I mean, this is pretty good how they did this with yeah. the crowd there. After the scene, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a little little sneak peek. <laughs> that's actually pretty. I mean, that's pretty good. It's like a pretty good. You, you know, think decent I mean, football scenes in this movie? Yeah, yeah. Except except for is anyone gonna like maybe want to throw a block? <laughs> So I mean that's not TJ Watt or Miles Garrett over there. Maybe we just uh, you know give him a little, just give him a little shove or something. But again, movie, I get it. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Edgar. What were you gonna say? All right. So 
the scene from the kickoff till now yeah they they had to shoot it because halftime is 17 minutes back then okay and i'll take it it is i guess the 92 game against boston college they did this whole scene in six minutes and they did it in one shoot that's that's pretty unbelievable that's incredible given that you'll hear like oh this you'll hear things about other movies oh this took six weeks to shoot Mm -hmm. like yeah that's amazing i mean had to do it if they if they didn't get it right then a week later was the snow the snowball against penn state which then that wouldn't have happened look at this freaking guy right so that's so that's what he's right at the top left right edgar Right here, that's that's the real Rudy Rudiger, yeah. Okay, but what I'm talking about is this <laughs> clown right here. Like, like, come on, who are you fooling? Champion. You're happy. You're happy now, you asshole. Like, you're not fooling. <laughs> okay, so now I have heard Joe Montana say that this was kind of done, you know this is a movie it, it it gives you chills it's amazing but i have heard it was actually done kind of like jokingly um so i don't know what what truth of, of that is so uh edgar what's your thoughts on that they said it in the book four or five guys carried them off and they were and they were like four or five biggest pranksters okay okay <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. But for a movie, it, it works perfectly. It works. It, it it's perfect. So, um, let me just finish up this scene here. Cool that they. I mean, again, one shot to do this, and they get touchdown Jesus in the background. Yeah, right there. That's this part of the movie. That's that. Yeah, yeah. So your guys is running back coach at Ohio State. Is that yes. his name? Is his name what? I'm sorry. Is his name Fortune? Or is it Tony Fortune? Tony Alford. No. Uh, Tony, Tony Alford. Oh, he looks just like him. <laughs> Call him Tony <laughs> Fortune. Yeah. Running no. <laughs> back coach, and then he went to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I I wanted to at least show those those two scenes there. Um, to me, those are two of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. But uh, Edgar, one quote I forgot that you used to say. It, it makes me think of this movie as this is the most beautiful sight these eyes have ever seen. And, um, but but there is something special about this movie with fall, with football, and whether you're a Notre Dame fan or not, it's like it. it there is some special meaning, uh, you know, to this, and everybody loves the fall and you know everything that goes along with it. So I just thought that was kind of cool. Take it to take a look at the scene when he got accepted into Notre Dame. Oh, we, yeah. We have the Golden Dome and uh, St. Joseph St. Joseph Lake mm-hmm. right there. And that, yeah. was, that was right in the fall, so that's it's beautiful in the fall it, there. It is. That's, it's really, if, if if you haven't been to that campus, it's, it is beautiful. I know we've, we've all been there several times, so um, all right, Greg, we're going on to your segment here. So unintentional comedy, uh, is that what you were naming it? Yeah, yeah. So I, I came up with like a few just, yeah, unintentionally, <laughs> probably unintentionally funny moments. And I figure maybe 
I'll, I'll throw them out there. And if you guys have more, go ahead. Um, but kind of do it in like a nominee fashion. So you can, you can write one in if you want, but we'll kind of vote on what the most unintentionally funny moment is in the movie. Um, and some of these, like I, some of these are pretty like deep cuts, but if you kind of, it, for those listening, if you don't, it doesn't sound familiar. It's a good to go back and kind of watch some of these. Mm-hmm. So first one, and is in no particular order. Um, when Rudy, when fortune talks Rudy back to practice and he comes walking back into practice, his like, looks like he's wearing a diaper. <laughs> Doesn't it like it's with his uniform. It just look just the way the uniform fits. It's like, I just always I, like the way he walks back it's just funny yeah. i don't know maybe it's just me but <laughs> it's uh, like ble- it's like a bleach white uh football pant yeah but it's like pretty thick up in the up in the uh butt section and just the way it's like pulled <laughs> up it looks like he's wearing a like he's wearing like old man like the pens um, oh yeah um i th- this one's like i i don't i'm like i'm not gonna spoil it era kicking the air after he kicks Vince Vaughn out of uh or send him to the prep team is great and mm-hmm. that maybe that's intentional comedy but it's phenomenal it is <laughs> that's that's really really good um th- th- this might just be like the way the movie was cut but I always laugh at this and you might have to go back and watch this but literally the opening kickoff of the last game like the ball is in the air for like 1.5 <laughs> seconds and Dan Devine's like what the hell is he doing like he's like already <laughs> pissed off they're like let's let's just make this guy as bad as we can make him he like I'm pretty sure no head coach has ever like started yelling when the opening kickoff's in the air mm-hmm. but again, that might have just been like an editing issue but it was just like if you watch that again it's really funny um <laughs> we hit this and I don't know if it's unintentional comedy but the like the fact that yeah, I guess it is the fact that Rudy's dad's trying to get him to work at the factory right after his best friend died there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this one <laughs> pretty is, harsh. And then this one is kind of a sleeper one. So that where he like one of the many scenes in the movie where he like doesn't where he opens the letter and doesn't get in, but the one where he gets like pissed off and he like throws the thing and then he like hits the bulletin board, it kind of looks like like the undertaker just slammed his head into like the turnbuckle like the way he hits you could tell they probably did it in like one take but he like hits the bulletin board and his like head like jerks back like he like slammed his head into it and i don't know why it hit me today it's like hell is that? watch that again it's it's i, actually, I, I need to rewatch that scene um so those are my nominees there may be more there's probably a lot of football ones like but um I don't know if you guys got any or if you guys have your vote. I definitely have my vote. Go ahead, Ed. I I don't have anything off the top of my head right now. Yeah, I, I just think like it's it's kind of funny, but like when he I mentioned it earlier, when number 75 keeps putting him on his ass. I mean, he's like, you know, 300, he's like six, six, three hundred pounds. Rudy's like a buck fifty, you know, five foot nothing. And he just <laughs> like you know to, and and it's moving the plot along because it's kind of showing like he's he's gonna keep coming back for more and more and well, how about in that same scene uh that lineman like purposely missed the block 
because yeah. he didn't like, kick the shit out of Rudy again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there is like, 38 counter, run it again. Back <laughs> to the goal. And then Rudy, Rudy's like the, come on, yeah, block me, block me. And he's like, yeah, like, teacher, you forgot to give us homework. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, he gets he gets like pancakes. Like, oh yeah, hands on. Keep your ass down. <laughs> I mean, those, I'm sure I, that probably is fairly realistic. Like the mm -hmm. like how it used to be back in those days. <laughs> those guys look like they like any if 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 like yeah if that happened today there'd be like investigations on the coaching staff and all that. But those guys like got absolutely like like almost killed every day. Yeah. In <laughs> like yeah. there's like they're like black eyes and like cuts all over yeah. yeah i mean their purpose was to get their sh the shit kicked out of them for the next five days i mean it happened. and edgar this movie is is great with uh i mean it goes right along with the rocky movies too with the montages there's a lot in these uh you know to kind of again move the plot along sh show the moving of time but um, this movie does a really good job, especially with that music. So, um, you know, that that's really good. But Greg, if I'm picking at, a, at a, that list there, I'm going with Aero Parsegian, the, the kick, because as a former coach, I completely, completely have done that many, many times. Uh, and, and totally, it, it's just like you you're so frustrated but you can't swear you don't want to do something so you just kick the air and it's like it is what it is that's me i, I like that but i wasn't a, i'm not a racist like era mercy that's mine too era's era is like i, I like era that the era character is good kind of mm -hmm. reminds almost like a joke like reminds me like a joe paterno i didn't i didn't yeah. wasn't really around for era but he he's a very believable football coach. All the coaches are believable. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I and I love and you've mentioned this before. The one assistant coach has been in all those those Chicago movies uh, and shows. And then um, there's one that's Coach Yantos and Coach yeah, Yanto. I think is the Chicago guy. And then there's okay. the an American guy that does the speech, the tryout speech. He actually just I think died this year. Died, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, they can't. They did a great job with the casting there. Yeah, that that was uh, some really good stuff. Um, all right, so let's go with. Uh, or do you did you did you have another one that you want? I have to one real quick that yeah. we can probably do in three minutes. But we we kind of talked about how Rudy's kind of like in pretty much desperation mode, like the entire movie. So I came up with like five nominees for the most pathetic Rudy moment in the movie. And I say pathetic in a very lovingly way because we all love Rudy. Um, first one is when he first shows up at South Bend and it's like probably like 3.30 in the morning. And he's like, I need to talk to a priest. And they're like, it's not open till six. And he's like, no, I need to talk to one right now. It was just funny. And also like Father Kavanaugh is just like, there at 3 30 in the morning but i just thought that was funny like you could probably wait till 6 a.m i know you're going through it right now but you know like mm -hmm. just chill get some breakfast um <laughs> when he tries to get into practice and like gets like run over by the half the team and just like that's pretty like, good i know coach you know i know oh i know coach percy it just oh god rudy all right um, how about this one where 
him and Fortune are going up the stairs into the locker room. And uh, Fortune asked him where he's staying. And so Rudy basically admits, well, I'm, I'm showering over at Holy Cross. I'm, <laughs> well, where the hell are you staying? Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. I want to, yeah. I need, I want to see like what he does his first three months out there. Yeah. Cause, mm-hmm. oh, that's so funny. Um, this one, I think he's supposed to be pathetic when he's like, when he's desperately trying to hit on as many girls as possible for Bebop. I just find that funny, but he's just mm-hmm. going for it, shooting his shot. Um, the Mary, that whole Mary, Mary, quite contrary scene when he's drunk at the bar and like t- talking about the Notre Dame. He's been like, he, he manages to like, screw up you know screw up his his ticket for the game like make an ass out of himself in front of mary and be that drunk guy at the bar that's like that guy had the greatest catch in Notre Dame history in 1966 <laughs> um pretty pathetic but lovable yeah um and then my personal winner um when he's trying to get it when he's trying to get a ticket for the game and he's like asking he's like got 10 bucks can you get me a ticket and he goes to like he goes to like a kid with like his parents <laughs> it's like hey, can you give me your ticket like oh and he like tries to go to the usher to get in like, like fuck oh. short <laughs> <laughs> oh rudy oh my gosh uh it's very good those are all really really good and like some of these scenes i just went back and like watched some highlights of the movie i didn't re-watch it so now i need to like go back and like analyze these scenes even harder so um those are all really really good Here, here's the, here's one last thing to add on to that whole ticket scene there he he obviously had a he obviously snuck into the stadium through those windows mm-hmm. why not again that's true because yeah. yeah, it was in the stadium right yeah it was underneath yeah, the stadium. There, yeah oh that's a really good point never thought of that why why didn't he just just sneak in like he like he did when he went into fortune's office yeah and and fortune was i mean he was on to what he was doing he was leaving it unlocked or leaving a key or whatever but yeah. yeah that's a great point i mean but i don't know nothing about it edgar <laughs> and once again though wasn't that while he was on the practice squad or was uh, that before but this was before this he was, was okay before. okay and then all they right. actually showed the one where he was cheering in the stadium when he okay was okay yeah. all right so let's wrap this up um just give any final thoughts or or any uh random facts or anything you guys want to share before we uh we close out here in a, a few minutes. Well, this is by far my my favorite sports movie. Um, being a diehard Notre Dame fan, I watched this movie countless times mm-hmm. growing up. Um, it's it's it just gives you the goosebumps. Even you know you like you said before with the whole you know Rocky Rocky story. The whole underdog story. Um, it, you you can always make your dreams come true. Yeah, <laughs> no, I love it. it. I mean, it's I so mean, true. It, I mean, it is. It really is. And it and this one and it's unique. And this one's kind of unique because most of the 
you know, most of the underdog stories in sports movies are like the underdog gets to the top of the mountain, right? Rocky becomes yeah. the heavyweight champion or the Cleveland Indians get wherever. I don't even still don't yeah. know what they did in major league, but they got <laughs> to somewhere. This is like, this is such a small scale story. That's so yeah. big. He mm-hmm. played two plays and made a sack. Like he didn't like win the national championship, but that's what makes this like so special because you yeah. followed his journey all the way to the finish. And it was a very small thing in the grand scheme, but it was so huge for the like him and I guess everybody that anybody that would chase their dream like that. So you're yeah. right. It's cheesy to say, yeah, he followed his dream, but you know, how many people really follow their dream you know, to its completion in life and get there. So it's, 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 it's great. And we hit on all of it, the music, the scenery, the football scenes. It's, it's, it's really a really special movie. I mean, you know, that he played out his dream, you know, now he's a international motivational speaker. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 And I mean, you know, I think that that's a great point. A lot of times you think it, it's got to end like it's like the journey, not the destination with him. And like, you know, and that's kind of what makes this movie great because it's so rewatchable because it's like, you know, all the shit he goes through, regardless of how much of it's inflated or whatever, we believe it while we're watching it. And, you know, a lot of that's true. You don't know what's maybe inflated or not but at the end of the day for a movie it doesn't matter and it and it it incorporates all the football stuff all the notre dame tradition all the just cool like the weird dynamics of family and stuff like that in there too so um yeah this is a great great movie um i want you guys to give me your uh we're gonna score this on a one to 100 scale grading scale so 100 being it's a perfect movie no flaws best you can do uh one being the worst movie that's ever made so edgar give me your or you know what greg give me your grade for this i give it an 85 okay 85 that's a that's a solid score i don't know if that'll get you into notre dame but you'll (laughs) do damn well at holy cross over there Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with an 87, just slightly higher, but like pretty, pretty solid, pretty solid movie. Um, but you know, great for all the right reasons, but a few things that could have been tweaked. Um, but Edgar, you're the big Notre Dame fan here. We're we're leaving you with the final grade. I'm going to give it a 92. I like it. So right in that a category, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Um, so guys this was fun uh you know we we haven't done a sports movie in a while so this was good to uh to break it down and i'm sure there's a hell of a lot of things we missed but uh there's a hell of a lot of things we hit on but i'm i'm definitely looking forward to re-watching this movie and re-watching all those different scenes you guys talked about so um for greg kirchner up in the top left edgar mosco the big notre dame fan in the uh bottom I'm Justin. I appreciate you guys watching the 330 Sports Show. We will talk to you guys soon.